0: Welcome to Afternoons with me. I'm Bill Arnold and I am uh, very happy that it's Monday because I love Mondays. I love that we get a chance to be back together and that we've got some topics to uh, talk about today and some great guests coming up on the show. It's all planned just for you. So I hope you have time today to spend it with me and maybe you're just going to listen to the podcast later. I always love when you do that as well because you can listen when you want to doesn't have to be right now, but it can be when you want to do that. And if you've never downloaded the Faith Radio app, I highly recommend doing it. You can go to your uh, Faith Radio app, which is in your Apple or your Google Play, and you can just uh, download that app, and you'll find it to be quite friendly. Uh, It's got all kinds of great content and access to all the shows, and I highly recommend you checking it out. Now, to get things started, I always like to... Do what Proverbs says and that a merry heart is like good medicine. And I've got my good medicine friend, Patrick Albanese, who joins me from the great state of Iowa in the prestigious town of West Des Moines. Patrick, how are you today?
1: I'm, I am well. Even I'm good. You were stumbling over West there a little bit. Yeah, I did a little bit.
0: You got a problem with that? right.
1: I don't, but that'll be gone with the with the podcast, right? You can just edit that out. Yep. Yep. Wow. I you know I don't have the uh, Faith Radio app. I, I can't I believe
0: a, I can't believe you don't.
1: Well, uh, it's I don't know. It's easier to, I, I thought, but I you know I have so many apps. I have so many apps that I you know I'm just and I'm not organized. Yeah. If you were to look at my apps, you know how they always say about a messy desk is kind of what's going on in that person's mind. Yeah. You should look at my phone. Huh. Rosie? uh, uh yeah, okay. she's got a lot of apps too. Yeah, excuse yeah. me. Do we have time to get another guest on? Uh, hmm, I don't. My
2: phone is so messy. I don't know if I okay. can find no, all the, the not, new I'm numbers. Downloading,
1: I'm, download, I'm downloading the app right now. Oh, I'm okay. just, <laughs> thank you. No, no. You. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to listen to today's show. No, no. So, so. But anyway, it's uh, it's hard for me to keep them organized. And I like the other night. Um, we went to this star party, uh that uh, they bring a bunch of telescopes out at the science center here, and then we we look at various things up in the sky. Nice, and. Uh, uh I one guy is showing me these various things that uh he can locate on this starfinder app I said that is really cool what is the name of that app and and he shows it to me and I go into the store and they say yeah you have that one already so. <laughs> <laughs> would you would you like to open it I guess I have that one already I guess I uh, I don't know what I already have yeah you do that don't you haven't you ever done that with not just apps but with you know, things in life, you know, you come home with a dozen eggs and you say, well, I'll put this with the other three dozen. How come (laughs) I didn't know I have, I have eggs.
0: Yeah. One of my favorite stories of that is William Randolph Hearst, the great publishing magnet. He was an avid art collector and he was looking through some catalog of, and he came across these Ming vases. Is that vases or vases? I don't even know. Probably vases. I'm, I
1: the Ming part just the say Ming. Ming. I just say Ming yeah, the Ming. And, and the Ming. He
0: called his yeah. curator, the person that was in charge of obtaining these works of art that he was interested in, in owning, and he called his curator and said, "I saw these Ming vases. I want to get them. Please get them for me." And I don't think money was an object. No. And the curator calls him the next day and says, uh, "Mr. Hurst, I've got good news and bad news for you." He said the. Bad news is those Ming vases are not for sale. He said the good news is you already own them. <laughs> They're in a warehouse in California.
1: Oh, that's just in a warehouse of all places. Yeah, yep. Did he Did he not have the same attitude? He said, I'd like to buy me a politician. He says, I think you own them all already.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but
1: he... Just
0: on a on a bigger scale, you had the app and didn't know it. He uh, had a valuable piece of art and didn't realize he had already bought it.
1: So are you, you're you comparing me to William Randolph Hearst, which I think is, I guess, a compliment. It's I'm a compliment. Sure. Yeah, but no, I, don't, the, uh, I don't mean I've it. Done, no, no, no. I hope you don't. I, uh, but I have done that. I mean, I, I think you and I have joked in the past uh, – about, you know, when you're a, a a young kid learning magic tricks and then you buy magic tricks and then years go by and you're perusing a magic website or a catalog and you say, I should really order that thing. <laughs> and then you you find out, in fact, I had to do a, a show recently and I was looking for something new to do, right? I a new magic trick to do. And uh, I said, oh, I stumbled upon this one guy's work and I said, oh, but the, the DVD is out of print. So I said, I guess I better go through my old DVDs. And there it was, that DVD, still in the shrink wrap, (laughs) (laughs) unopened from 25 years ago when apparently I picked it up at some lecture he had done because it was a must-have item.
0: Oh, yeah. They always are, aren't they?
1: Can't wait to dig into this thing. Just can't wait to crack it open and learn all the cool magic trick secrets. And it sat for 25 years. (laughs) It made a couple of moves with me. Uh, evidently passed through my hands a bunch of times and I probably each time said I really should get around to opening this up. So to that to that point, do you have anything that you bought years ago that is still <laughs> in the shrink wrap? Of course
0: I do. You know that. Yeah. You know the answer to that question. Of course I do. I do
1: know the answer to that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I think one of the points that we can pick out of this is that we sometimes are not aware of the blessings that we have. We're not aware of who we are in Christ. Because you don't fully understand who you are, and that's how, why it's so important to make sure you study God's Word and, and you understand yeah. your identity in Christ, because you can't really know who you are until you know who you are in Him.
1: Yes, and I think a second point, very similar to that point, which might sound like I'm copying what you just said. Go ahead. Uh, but uh, this time I'm taking the credit, <laughs> so... no, uh, but. That we, we go through life and we always think there are these external things that we, we must have. And then uh, sometimes we get them and we dismiss them. Sometimes we get them. We never use them because we're focusing on the wrong things. We're focusing on things that aren't eternal. And, uh, you know, it's uh, my old shopping trick. I'm sure a lot of people do this was the, you know, if you ever come across something that you think you can't live without, don't buy it. Wait a week and see if you can remember what it was. What was the item I could not live mm-hmm. without, that my life was going to be changed drastically for the better and that I cannot believe I haven't owned this item, whatever it is, um, because we're chasing these, these wishy-washy things. Um, you know, we, we, we hear about the billionaires that uh, get to the end of life and say, I'm still not happy. Yeah. So you got, but you have everything. Yeah, I, I guess I don't. Yeah, I guess I don't. Well, I like your theory on delaying and waiting.
0: I don't. You buy stuff online, as do I. And sometimes mm-hmm. I've gotten gotten into this habit where I will put something in the shopping cart and take it all the way to the checkout phase. And then you hit cancel. And then the next day they send you an email saying, why didn't you buy? We'll give you 10 percent off
1: more if you buy it now. Yeah, I, I, well, also, isn't it okay? Is it the shipping that gets you every time? No, it's, Have just, we gotten, it's it, the
0: pause. It's the, I, do I really need this? And do should I really be getting this? And is this an impulse buy? And then I, I pause and I I say no. And then I just click out of it. And then the next day I wake up and I get an email saying, hey, if you're still interested, we'll give you 10% off more. And I think, okay, well, let
1: me think about it. And that gives me another day to think about it. And maybe 10 more percent, is that? <laughs> right. Right. Was that? My, like my, my wife is – she's very uh, tidy uh, and so she will often clean up my nightstand of the stack of books. Yes. Every, everybody has a stack of books. And I actually would prefer that she doesn't clean up the stack of books because I said if I see an empty nightstand, my first inclination is to go buy a book you know, to put on the nightstand because I have no books on the nightstand. But if I see a stack of books – I will delay buying something new. So you have to read this stack of books first uh, because I have too much. Right. I have too much stuff.
0: Right, right. So a uh, listener, Sheila said it's probably still in the shrink wrap because it was too hard to open. Yeah, we know that routine <laughs> too, don't we? <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, how no, many times I've... have you cut yourself trying to get something out of the clamshell? That is yes. the worst.
1: Well, I bought a um, a, a specially tool to uh, open clamshells. Did you? What is it? I cannot. I cannot get the thing open. <laughs> so I. <laughs> it's, so do you really, this you should have just thrown me. You know, just cut me some slack here. Send me the clamshell opener yeah. outside of a clamshell, please, because I can't. Get...
0: <laughs> yeah. How many it's times? Have the you, purpose. How many times have you had mild panic going? I don't
1: know if I can get this thing open because of the clamshell. Well, shell. and. A, yeah. Well because you now you think about that you say, I'm gonna get severely injured by this. I'm gonna end up with a with a cut tendon. I'm gonna be in the emergency room. <laughs> and they're gonna be stitching me up saying you'll probably never regain use of that thumb. What, what were you what were you what were you doing? Were you were you cutting vegetables? I was just trying to get I was trying to get to a USB drive. <laughs> I just <laughs> I mean, really, really didn't want me to get to it, I guess. Yeah. So I, I live in perpetual fear that I'm gonna because those things are sharp, you know, you oh, start the, the edge.
0: I know, yeah. I know. All right, I'm going to take a break. Patrick, when I come back, I want to tell you a story of an encounter I had in the grocery store, which I think you're going to find to be absolutely delightful. I'll be right back. Patrick Albanese is my guest, my friend and colleague from the great state of Iowa. Mary Hart is like good medicine. Always feels good to laugh. Start the week off on a lighter note. Be right back. faith radio and afternoons with bill podcasts are available because of listener support if you are a supporter thank you so much becoming a supporter today by visiting myfaithradio.com what would you do with a brain if you had one do why if i had a brain i could i could while away the hours and with the flowers consulting with the rain <laughs> and my head. I'd be scratching while my thoughts were busy hatching if I only had a brain. That is the walk-up music for my friend Patrick Albanese, who is uh, living in the great state of Iowa. Always glad to have him on the program Mondays to get things started. Alright, Patrick, i got to tell you a story. Uh, maybe I've hinted that I'm going to tell this story to you, but it happened uh, a week and a half ago. I went to the grocery store and when my uh, mom was still alive, I was kind of one of the principal grocery sh- store shoppers for her. So every time I would go into the grocery store, sometimes I would see her favorite frozen yogurt for sale and it would, just made me think of her. So I was mm-hmm. feeling a little like when I went into the grocery store that night that I was feeling a little lonely for my mom because that's something had that triggered. And there was mm-hmm. an elderly woman in the salad dressing aisle of which I was in the salad dressing aisle also. And she had her little walker and... I kind of saw this little old woman and I thought, it kind of doesn't look like my mom, but just, you know, there's an older person and I haven't really connected with an older person in a long time. So I struck up a conversation with her and I said, hi, she said, hi. And I go, well, so do you have any salad dressing recommendations? She said, well, no, I don't really cook much anymore. I said, Oh, okay. did you, did you used to? Oh yeah. I used to feed uh five. I said, Oh. And then she picked up, I used to like this dressing and she picked a, a sample of something up and put it back down. And, and we chatted for a little bit and she said, thank you for talking to me. Nobody talks to me anymore. And of course now I'm starting mm. to feel like, Oh, I said, well, um, you... What,
1: what what have I done? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I I I said, um, oh well, I just thought it would be nice to have a exchange with you here in the aisle, and I'm I'm delighted to talk to you, and I'm I'm glad to meet you. And I introduced her, myself to her and told her my name, and she told me her name, and I said, uh, so so you if you don't cook for yourself much anymore, you you must. Living be living in one of those retirement centers where they have meals. And she goes, Yeah. She goes, I just live across the parking lot here from the grocery store. And and she had walked over with her walker. Wow. And yeah. And I said, um I said, um, well, it it's uh it's just so nice to meet you. She said, well, thanks again for taking time just to talk to me. She said, in October I turn 103. Wait, wait, a hundred and three? hundred and three. She, she's yeah.
1: walking across a parking lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yep. Something which I approach with great trepidation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: And I, I said to her, you know, I was thinking of my mom and I saw you and I, yeah, you don't you don't look my, like my mom or anything, but you just reminded me of when I was caring for an elderly person. And she yeah. said to me, um, I know what it's like. I still miss not being able to pick up the phone and talk to my mother. And she's mm. feeling that way at 102. And she said, don't ever lose that feeling. And I said, nah, don't worry, I won't.
1: Yeah. You know, that doesn't go away. It's, um, you know, you and I both had the experience where we lost fathers at a young age. And it's, it's it's devastating when you're young, but you don't realize the impact of it till many, many years later. You say, this is just not uh, because you, yeah, you say, I, I still can't pick up that phone. You know, I still can't pick right. up that phone. I'd right. like to, I just want to pick up the phone. Right. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'd get greedy with it. We'd say, well, I just want to hear her voice. You know, I'd want to hear my mom's voice one more time. Mm-hmm. Chit, give me, give me five minute chit chat. Yeah. That's, that's all I want. And, yeah. uh, you know, that would never satisfy. Um, but, uh, I, I think that the, the saddest thing is to find out that there are people, you know, that don't talk to this 102-year-old woman who has a lifetime of experience. I mean, let's face it. She pointed you to. Did you buy the salad dressing?
0: No, I didn't. She picked up a like a 32-ounce bottle of ranch.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. I, I thought That was like, you know, it, what was it? I think Thousand Island dressing is, yeah. I think, just ketchup and mayonnaise right. mixed together. <laughs> but uh, I think you throw some pickle relish in there for. Uh, so you I can make that one at home. But uh, you know, here we are. We're we're lamenting and and missing the people that we no longer able to talk to. But then there are some people that are still here mm-hmm. that we don't access. Or like you say, here she was, a hundred and two year old woman. You know, perusing the salad dressings for nostalgia's sake. I suppose. Well,
0: she was just looking things over. I, I, you know, one of the things I was thinking about because the world of of mistrust and distrust that we live in today. You know, I can imagine her. She said, I've got, uh, I, my my youngest daughter is uh, like 77. I'm thinking, oh, oh. you know, I, I picture her going home and maybe having a conversation with her where she said, oh, I met this man at the grocery store. And then, well, I told him my name and I told him where mm-hmm. I live. And all of a sudden I think, oh, look at the red flags that are going up. Who is this guy? What does he want? Why did right. he ask you his name? Why did what, what? Now, now he knows where you live." I mean, it gets harder but, and harder to have innocent conversations. Yeah,
1: you, yeah, you, and you as the person, you see, you know, it's innocent, and you just you're fearful that they might consider Did you do have ulterior motives, you right. know, uh, of any kind. You know, are you out to harm me in any way, shape, or form? Of course, when she told her daughter it was Bill, everything was oh Bill, right? Oh yeah, okay, Bill, <laughs> Bill in the salad dressing aisle. Mm-hmm. Sure, mm-hmm. he talks to everybody. He's very friendly. <laughs> no, but I, I do wish we would, you know. I, I didn't even really consider that angle of it. That is some of our apprehension, the fear that people will distrust our, our motives that we, we, we can't just exchange pleasantries. You know, I think a lot of things were made worse during COVID when we were told, Hey, when you go to the grocery store, a couple of things, um, only go one way up the aisle. Cause that was back when the germs would only go one direction each day, mm-hmm. you know how they would switch directions. <laughs> but, uh, so you were always behind somebody. Like you never saw anybody face to face anymore cuz you were you were doing the one-way aisles. Yeah, right. and then they would say they go put a mask on so you couldn't exchange that smile. So much of your face is expressed through just hey, I'm friendly, let's chit-chat or you sure. know, you know, having to repeat yourself because it's muffled was difficult. And then they got to the point where they said, "Don't talk to anybody." Mm-hmm. And then you wonder why we start ending up with a mental health crisis because obviously as human beings, we crave that. And to think that we have people, again, that we're depriving of of some of that interaction, uh, especially the way they locked down uh, nursing homes. It had to be really rough for people like the woman you met uh, thinking, well, you know, back in the day, I could at least go to the grocery store and maybe have a nice chat with somebody friendly. Yeah. I can't even have that anymore.
0: Yeah, grocery stores were places where you would have spontaneous conversations with people. You know, you'd be in a, you you would be at a counter or looking at produce, and you'd just be striking up conversations. You know, that's what would happen. Sure. But
1: home improvement stores are the best for that. because they are. Let's face it, you're going in there looking for free advice. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> you're, you're trying like, to figure ah, out how to
0: make a mistake yeah. right, so you're looking for advice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tell me what you've done incorrectly so that I can avoid those mistakes. Right. But you've, you've, some of the greatest conversations you end up just, you know, chit chatting with the guy that works at the, the big box store, and it turns out that, uh, you know, he's not some guy that needed a job. He's just bored in retirement and loves to talk to people about plumbing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and he's the most interesting guy in the world.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's just, uh, uh, it just was such a interesting exchange for me because my instinct was, should I initiate conversation with this person? Um, would it, would it be welcomed or unwelcomed? Right. So I'm, I'm trying Mm -hmm. to process all this in, you know, two seconds. So then I decide to go ahead and just start the conversation. It ended up being this lovely little exchange and, now I now I do know where she lives cuz she's in the building right across the street from the park from the, in the parking lot the grocery store I go to all the time and there's a part of me that would like to go visit her. <laughs> Say, oh, yeah, the, well, you I'm know in October it'll...
1: you got to go for the birthday party.
0: <laughs> right, right. How
1: do I get invited? Yeah. How do I get invited yeah. to that? that? you know it, maybe we should do, one of these days we could talk about uh, the icebreaker conversation because you're never going to have an in-depth conversation with people about uh about Jesus. Right. That's never going to happen unless you initially have icebreaker conversations. And and I'm not advocating for just, you know, going up to people to try and get to the point where you're talking about Jesus. I think that's always on deck, isn't it? You know, something that, you know, should the opportunity to present always, itself, to share your faith. Yes. You, know? you always
0: want to have something to say.
1: Yeah. But just being able to have icebreaker conversations and getting us back to the civil society that we used to be before we started yelling at each other from behind brick walls called Twitter and Facebook. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wouldn't it be nice and, you know, it'd be be great to, and we could even uh, have the listeners pipe in with some of their favorite, just little icebreaker conversations. You're in a situation with strangers and what do you say?
3: Mm -hmm.
1: How do you get the conversation going? And, you know, because every one of us has, close friends, and you say, well, at some point in time, one of us spoke first.
3: That's yeah, true. We didn't know
1: each other. One <laughs> of us spoke first. I, right. I, 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 you were just thinking at <laughs> the time that I spoke to you first, and you said, go away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I was asking you for a job, I was specific, more specifically, so the people know, I was asking you for your job. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. Excuse exactly. me,
1: is there any way that I could replace you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really like I like what you do. It looks like it'd be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. yeah. So the moral of the story is I've I had an instinct and I was wondering if I should act on it, and I did, and I'm glad I did. And I had this really lovely moment, and then I find out that this hundred and two year old person who's shopping at, at the grocery store um never has anyone talk to her. And I thought, wow, not only did it make my day, but it probably brightened hers a little bit.
1: Uh, I would certainly think so. Uh, you know, It's uh, – how could it not? Yeah. Think yeah. of think of the random conversations you have on any given day and, and you think, I've just – my spirits just got lifted. I know. And I don't even know why. I spoke I to a stranger that I may never speak to again. Yeah. One of my favorite Billy Graham quotes
0: is, um, imitating Christ is opening up the door to friendship. Uh, I always like that.
1: Yes, it's like he knew what he was talking about.
0: <laughs> Wouldn't you know it? All right, Patrick, that's yep. that's what we got for today. Thanks for uh, being on the show today. Always good to start it off on a light note, and I appreciate uh, you being on the program so faithfully.
1: Oh, thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. All right. Have a great day. Yeah. You too. Yep. Patrick Albanese has been my guest to get the week started, and now we're going to follow it up. With another regular feature, it's the Monday Afternoon Mix with Pastor David Miles and Rosie B. And Pastor David Miles is uh, so committed to the program, he's calling in from his family vacation. That's all next. Get out your beach towel, get out your vacation <laughs> goodies because we are talking to Pastor David Miles on family vacation today for the Monday afternoon mix. It's dedication like I've never seen. This is this is uh, this is quite impressive, David Miles.
2: Oh, you guys, you guys are
4: you're a hoot. But how could I miss time spending with our wonderful listening family? I mean, you know, I'm on vacation with family. I'm thinking about our listening family that makes up uh, the great Faith Talk Radio um, and those that listen in by streaming, which is available um, at faithtalk.org. So they can go there and, and find the show. So, yeah, yeah, I'm happy to be with you guys from
0: afar. I love it. Are you having a good time?
4: I am. Yeah, anytime I can get away with my family and just spend time around the table talking and, and playing games. Uh, spending time in the water and, and just hanging out. Um it's it's a really good time and uh I love traveling with my family and it's it's really a blast to be with them.
0: I love it. And of course one of the questions is when it comes to family vacations, are you enjoying good weather?
4: You know, it's uh we're up here in the uh, great uh land of ten thousand plus, plus 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 lakes. Yeah yeah. Uh and and it's it's been raining a little bit. Okay. Um you know, so yeah, we've had some rain and some stores today and just some rain went by here recently, but uh you know, that's giving us time to be inside. Um my son, oldest my oldest and youngest son and their mom is playing risk right now. Nice. So it was it was, it was a hoot, a hoot to kinda of watch that, that battle going back and <laughs> forth. So
0: Yeah. I always I always say Minnesota land of ten thousand lakes and one really nice day.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so David Bill's asking about the weather, but when I think of family vacation and cabins and relaxing, mm, it's all about the food, appetizers and bars that you never make for your family. That's always like save for church luncheons or something. So how's the food?
4: The food is great, and my wife, Kimmy, is is an amazing, um, amazing cook, and she comes from her mom, Joyce, is is an amazing uh, cook as well. And so, but you know, we've tried to Keeping it simple. We've been doing pulled pork and, and just various kind of got puppy chow going. Nice. You know, which is a fun dish and bagels and, and cream cheese and then there's a special um, blend that we make for our, for our hamburgers that we'll be having and then some pork chops and things like that. So, yeah, I definitely am. Um, I'm, I'm not out of want for calories. You know? <laughs> and, <laughs> and you guys have seen me before, so like, yeah, I mean like... I, we, we eat well, and i'm I'm very grateful for
0: that, well, you can eat the celery sticks when you get home.
4: Yes, I would say this though tammy's she's really the bomb on just you know making sure that that stuff is there. I mean, like you know we have blueberries and raspberries and blackberries, which are just really wonderful and you know fresh vegetables and fruit and and things like that and you know, my wife being 100 percent Prussian German, you know, cream makes everything great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like when it when it becomes seasoned peaches and cream, you are know, uh-huh. like nice. You know, you you uh, you peel some peaches, put them in a bowl with a little vanilla uh, and some sugar and heavy whipping cream, and oh my goodness, it's so good.
2: I'm um, leaving. I'm going to go get some no. food. I'm, I'm salvating here.
0: This is not good. This We're is We're going down a wrong path right, right. now. Right. Like, let's yeah. bring
2: it back up to, yeah. can we... Let's,
0: let's get back to the Sermon the food, on the Mount.
2: The food of the Bible, please. Yes. 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 Let's go yes. to Matthew
0: 7, verses 13 and 14. And with your permission, I'd like to read them. Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate, and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it.
4: Mm. Yeah, you guys, this is really a rich um, piece of Scripture, and it's very salient, and important for our time, because what it's getting into is the whole subject about choices, you know. Uh, and what, what we're going to see today, after Jesus has given us exhortations, Uh, about not judging other believers, but to judge ourselves, uh, not to give holy things to depraved men, and then to diligently seek God's will, to be confident that he'll reveal his will if asked, and then our responsibility to to treat others as we want us to be treated. Jesus now turns to the subject of two roads, a broad road and a narrow road. And what's going to unpack for the rest of the Sermon on the Mount, for those who are listening and have been following along, is that, you know, you're going to then see two animals um, looking at jeeps and wolves, two kinds of disciples, true and false, two types of tree, good and bad, and two types of builder, one who builds on a solid rock and one on shifting sand. But today, to the to the two roads, he's saying that there's a broad, road, broad highway uh, <laughs> that goes to destruction or hell, and there's a narrow road uh, that goes to heaven. And this is coming down to... Uh, the decision about choices, you guys. Mm-hmm. And choices are a really important thing.
2: Well, and don't you think, David, right now, this part of the Sermon on the Mount, each part has been like gold for us in the in the times that we live. In. And and this particular passage of the sermon reminds me of today in, in such a high um, level because if you know that the Word is the true Word of God, there are a lot of things within the Word and Scripture in its entirety that do not fit today's world and are not popular and are difficult. And as a Christian today, to be able to present these positions in love against a world that is going the opposite direction, is, it's, it's definitely a choice. And I think it's becoming more clear um, how important this choice is.
4: Yeah, Rose, you're right on about that. And I mean, not only is it about us living in the times and culture that we're living in with the world, with those who believe and don't believe, but remember in this context of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus is also speaking to the scribes and the Pharisees. Mm-hmm. So he's talking to those that are, uh, he, he's looking at the scribes and Pharisees, the religious people's um you know, their type of righteousness Mm -hmm. and and a righteousness that was dependent upon man and man's rule versus a righteousness that comes from God and that is rooted in the kingdom of God. But we're living in a time today where people, you know, people are kind of thinking like the days of judges, you know, everyone does what is right in their own eyes. And we're seeing that both out in the world, but we're also seeing it sadly in the church as well. And so this one of One of the things in love that Jesus is doing here he's he's actually issuing a caution, a warning, and saying, "Hey guys, hey 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 listen you 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 will make a choice and and there are two roads you know this whole thing like all roads lead to everything. no, there are two choices, and even a choice or a non choice it's still a choice,
3: mm-hmm.
4: a choice against, and so he's speaking to us about that, and in these verses we see four important things. First, Jesus is going to say that there are two ways. He's going to say that there are two gates, that there are two destinations, and that there are two crowds. And so the first part of this, in the beginning of 13, he says there are two ways. There, there's a way, there's a narrow gate that's wide and easy, and there are, is, uh, excuse me, there's a, the narrow gate that's narrow and, and hard, and there's the wide gate that is easy. And so, um, you know, we, we have, in a lot of our cities today, we have a street that's often called Broadway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and oftentimes it's a place to go because there's lots of things on it. But Jesus is saying no, that the Broadway isn't necessarily the best way.
2: So David, you have what's an example for us today, an application of that, that as Christians, we're facing a narrow gate, and a white gate?
4: Well, I think the Word of God is really applicable on all of this, and so even allowing God's Word to speak for it. You know, um, Joshua said, you know, choose this day, you know, whom you're going to serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And so there's a way that says, okay, like today, um, people are finding it uh, being okay to compromise on God's call to holiness and truly loving one another in Christ, especially those in the household of God. We've allowed it today that we're allowing the world's morals of, well, um, what we saw earlier in the Sermon Mount, you know, love those who love you and those that you agree with and those that you might not see completely on all ten points alike. It's okay to hate them, and it's okay to— to use ungodly talk, ungodly types of language and descriptions to other image bearers. And that's become kind of, you know, it's become kind of okay to do that. Mm. Um, another way in paths is the idea of, of, uh, of sexual morality. You know, guys, the other day I was, I was at my um, my doctors because they were checking a, a blood panel thing for me. And as I was sitting in and talking with the phlebotomist, the person was telling me about a culture that they came from that just, you know, had had a different thing other than what God calls one man, one woman for life. And uh, and it came about because I'm having conversation and asking, so a little bit about you, your family. I said, are you oldest, middle, youngest of how many? And this guy looked at me and I said, what a number of people say more often today, it's complicated. And I said, really, okay, unpack that. And she says, well, uh, my dad's first wife, um, I'm the oldest of three, but my dad also had a second wife and had six more children uh, with them. And she began to talk about some of the hurt and the, uh, the pain out of that, that relationship. And today our world would say, hey, if it feels right, if you like it, if you think it's good for you, go ahead and, go ahead and do it. The kids will be fine. Uh, nobody's getting hurt. And, uh, and that's very much our our culture that has this hedonism that we can just kind of do whatever we want to do.
2: Mm, Those are great examples and so applicable. And it just, it kind of reminds me as I've been talking to people about uh, on a host of different topics is always coming back, back to, um, it's not your truth because truth doesn't change, right? Truth is solid. Truth is unmovable. Truth is God and he doesn't change. So, you know our interpretation and how we want to participate with him that's that's what's changing but truth does not and so you know it, it's very it takes a lot of prayer i think to approach current topics because we also need to um meet differencing of, of opinion with love and with firmness and you know and keep that gate open for people to walk into the gospel and walk into a relationship with Christ it's it's definitely tricky, and it takes a whole lot of prayer.
4: Yeah, it, it truly does, and this is why we, we like to talk about, um, about discipleship here, and we like to talk about our need to giving ourselves to Christ on a daily basis. Because of this world, we come back to Romans 12. I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, plural, to present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God. Our culture is just like, yeah, whatever you want to do. No, it's to present ourselves holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world. Be literally stuffed into this world's uh, viewpoint that's molding, but be transformed by the renewal renewal in the ESV, the renewing in the NIV, of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good, and acceptable and perfect. And so, in that, you see this need for us to let God's word filter our thoughts and to transform our thoughts so that we're thinking rightfully uh, about things and we don't get sucked into things. Um, Rosie, I've seen some, I've had some crazy conversations I, I, in the last few years. Um, I remember one day uh, having a conversation with two leaders, and we were talking about the issue about speaking truthfulness and uh and i remember we were having a conversation about a particular person that's well known one of our elected officials that had thousands of thousands of of different just you know misrepresentations lies and and actually cut it down and said let's not use a big number let's just let's go to like just a few hundred and i remember this gentleman he looked at me and he said you know pastor david Lion's kind of a—it's kind of a subjective thing. It's kind of emotional thing for each person. Mm. And I remember I turned my head and I said, "No, it's not." (laughs) Yeah. You know, and it was one of these situations where, where the—let's put it—the associating with a person or a group or position was causing a person to to actually violate or capitulate. On their biblical norms of what Scripture said, you know, and was watching as people begin to, to, um, they begin to kind of just capitulate based on who they're attached to, and and one of the things there needs to be care. Now listen, brothers and sisters, when you do make that stand to not go the broad way of just whatever, when you make that narrow way, your friends on all sides of you aren't going to like you. They're, they're not. Mm. Because, because if you actually say um, to to the person um, that you know that your particular group that you hang out with, if they have that person where they're like, "I don't like this person," and uh, and you call them to exhibit Christ like behavior, you're gonna have people say, "We don't. No, we're not doing that. Mm. I can't do that." And the truth is, you're right. We can't do it. Yeah. It's just the gospel. We can't do it.
0: You're good on vacation. I didn't know you were this good on vacation.
2: (laughs) The rest is like, oh, he's he's recharged.
0: Yeah. Well, let's take a break. Come back more the Monday afternoon mix with Pastor David Miles and Rosie B. We're talking about Matthew 7, the narrow and the wide gates. We want to pray for you. We all need prayer. We would love to pray for you. The Faith Radio team is serious about prayer, and we pray for specific listener requests every week. Share your prayer requests with us anonymously and securely on our website at myfaithradio.com. But that's smooth jazz. Yeah. That's for the Monday afternoon mix, just to get things I going. Like On a Monday, it. Pastor yes. David Miles. What's your middle name, David?
4: Rainier. R A Y N E R.
0: Rainier. I like that. Yeah. Is
2: that a
4: family yeah. name? Uh it's one my, my um parents gave me and uh I assume I so David Love Rainier Prince, but I think there's a different spelling. But I have to tell you, as a kid, I used to walk up to people and I'd say, Hi, my name is David Reindeer Miles. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, why are these people laughing at me? Yeah, you? that's like, funny. Really? <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, let's get back to business at hand, which is Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. It's the narrow and the wide gates, and Rosie and I were, were fussing over your wisdom that during the break about... Speaking the truth and doing it without apology, which we love about you, David Miles.
4: Well, you know what? It's it's something that God wants us to do, that we are to be called, um, you know, people who speak truth. Uh, Jesus prayed, sanctify them by truth. Your word is truth. You know, um, uh, Colossians 3.19, it says, Lie not to one another, thereby putting off the old man with his deeds. Do you not know that you are members of one another? Of one another. And that's that's a hard part for, for people. There are not bodies of Christ. There is the body of Christ, mm-hmm. and Christ is the head. So the idea that even in this time of kind of throwaway type of relationships and kind of, a, you know, cut and run, uh, sometimes people are just like, yeah, you know, I'm just chopping off that part of the body. I, I don't particularly care for them. And it's like, no, God has called us and our need— our need of the gospel to help us to do what we cannot do, because there are two ways. I mean, like the first way is the way that's easy, and it's broad, it's spacious, and it's roomy, what Jesus said. And then there's a way that's narrow, and it's hard. You know, guys, I saw a quote the other day, and it said this, you know, either in life, you're going to choose discipline or choose regret. Mm. Okay, that's so good. So we're going to be Either we're going to be disciplined in our health and <laughs> our our eating, or one day we're going to be dealing with regret. We will be disciplined in our finances, or we will be dealing with regret. We'll be disciplined in the control of use of our tongues, or one day when it becomes a very entrenched type of habit, we will we will choose regret with our words. We'll be disciplined with our eyes, or we'll we'll choose regret. And so today, as you're driving home. You might be thinking to yourself, even as you're listening to us, "Ah, oh, you know what? this is just a small thing um, it, it's It's really not that big, it's just kind of my own little secret thing. No, listen, sin will take you farther than you want to go. it'll keep you longer than you want to be kept, and it'll cost you so much more than you ever imagined you'd have to pay. So you have a choice now, all the past stuff. We can't do anything about that at this moment, but in this present moment, which is a present from God, you have a choice, and will you choose Christ?
2: Hmm. That's, That's so profound, because I think people are coming against those choices all the time, where before, as a society, I think there was a general agreement on moral and ethics, and now you're having conversations day in and day out uh About choice, even if you want to share your Hulu account right with somebody that's a choice of thievery, right, and mm-hmm. it just seems so small, but it 's quite large and it's quite systemic to where we are as a populace and where we're going as a culture
4: yeah, and you're right. I mean it seems really small here, but Jesus does not uh take it in that way. He's like, there's two ways. There are two gates, one broad, one small. But he says there's two destinations, one uh, that leads to destruction and the other one that leads to life. I mean, you know, people don't. this isn't fashionable, but listen, because Jesus is eterni- eternal and the gospel is eternal— it's always in style, and it doesn't need to be in the style of the day because it stands by itself. So whether we like it or whether we, we don't, there is truly a way that leads to destruction and hell, and Jesus speaks about hell, and there's a way that leads to life and leads to heaven. And so, you know, um, C.S. Lewis made this point because sometimes people get all tore up about, oh, you know, you know God's a big fluffy Santa Claus. And he says, you know, there's going to come a time, and this time will be with God without disguise, something so overwhelming that it will strike either irresistible love or irresistible horror in every creature. It will be too late then to choose your side. Mm -hmm. That will not be the time for choosing. It will be the time when we discover which side we really have chosen,
3: Mm -hmm. whether
4: we realize it before or now. Now, today— this moment, right now, July 11th, is our chance to choose the right side and to say, Lord, if you don't know Him, to say, Lord, I received today your gift of salvation. Not talking about my neighbor, my mama, my daddy, my brother, sister, wife, or anyone. I know that me, with you as a perfect God, have not done right and I've sinned in your sight. So I'm asking for you to come and to forgive me of. My sins, not somebody else's sins, but my sins and to to wash me and to fill me with your life and to change me and make me the type of person you want me to be.
2: Mm-hmm. I think also, David, the choice not only for God as in a relationship with our with our Lord Jesus, but also the choice to open scripture because as the waves of confusion hit you side to side. And and you don't want to be subjective in an emotional response. You want to be rooted in, a, in the biblical response. The only way that happens is to know Scripture in its entirety and to open the book because it's never too late to start. But um, we have to. You have to know what you stand on.
4: Mm-hmm. And we're standing, again, to, by the great mercies of God. When we stand, like seriously, none of us, can stand really before and be like, oh, this person, they're worthless or I'm so much, we can't have pride. Agreed. Because God is perfectly holy. And if there is ever an other, it is us. If there's ever anyone who doesn't have the strength, ability or resources to have this, have their own citizenship papers in God's country. Okay. Mm. That is, That country you only get in by the shed blood of Jesus Christ signed in the Book of Life that says, this is my child. And Johann Wolfgang Vargoth makes this point, because remember, you guys, Jesus is talking with the scribes and the Pharisees. These are the religious people. These Mm -hmm. are the evangelicals and fundamentalists of Jesus' day. And Johann Vargoth said this, none are more hopelessly enslaved than those who falsely believe that they are free. Mm. And so we need to use care, even in a type of religious type of arrogance, like all of our, our salvation, all the things that we learn in scripture ought to produce in us a gratitude and a humility and an amazement that leads us to tears that says, Lord, you know, have mercy on me, a sinner, and you did have mercy on me. And so, like, God doesn't just, like, grade and say, hey, this type of sin's at the top. He includes lying, you know, he includes gossip, he includes greed, he includes wrath, Mm -hmm. not just the the big sexual sins that we want to talk about out there. And actually, God speaks a lot about heterosexual sin in the Bible and isn't really cool about that as much as we want to say
0: that he's not cool about same sex. Yeah. All right, David. We are so out of time. Thank you for your amazing uh, teaching today and coming on during your vacation. Have a great rest of the day. You too, guys. You bet. God bless you all. You bet. Bye-bye. That wraps up Monday afternoon, With Thanks for listening. Programming like this is made available through your support. Information available at MyFaithRadio.com.